0: Hey, welcome to the Macabre Emporium. Let me get my virtual support cat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be quiet
1: and keep the kids quiet, since he was getting anxiety and he didn't want to kill children.
0: Gertrude's daughter even got to join in on what they considered fun. Tell us about
1: the giant turtle.
0: Alan never showed up, nor was he ever heard from again beyond that point. Welcome back to Macabre Emporium. This is episode 23.
1: And if this is your first time joining us because you're some weirdo that likes to start on the newest episode and not episode one, welcome.
0: Welcome, weirdo.
1: (laughs) So we may or may not sound a little bit different today because we took our spare bedroom, cleared it up so we can have a more dedicated space to record our episodes. And it's a much smaller room than what we were. So there might be less of an echo. We might sound better. We might sound worse. So I don't know. We won't know until it's. complete. finished and i can actually hear playback yep but anyhow yep so the question i asked you last week i'm asking you again how was your first week as a manager oh now that you've had your official first solo week
0: yeah it's good it's still a lot to learn since oh, i am sure. doing technically two jobs right but it's good it'll take a little bit to to get in my groove of doing things well. but i'll get there but good. it's it's good.
1: Yeah. You know, this is going to be the second episode with you and I with the story. I'm sure they're already tired of hearing about me already. Um,
0: tired of hearing about you?
1: Not tired of hearing about me, but tired of just hearing me.
0: Eh, Maybe. they'll survive.
1: Yeah. So, I would normally ask, what do you have for this week? But I already know what you're going to say.
0: Ask me anyways.
1: What do you have for us this week, Sarah?
0: Fucking nothing.
1: Oh, I figured you are going to say not a goddamn thing again. <laughs> That's
0: what I said last week. All right. <laughs> Oh, what do you have? Sorry. <laughs> what do you have this week? So
1: this week with all the severe weather we had yeah, lately, I was going to do a local story of a, a very rare phenomenon. That's, that's I think we're like the only place it's happened, but I wanted to hold off on it to see if I can talk to some personal, you know, friends of mine's that's father has actually, that went through that event. Yeah. Um, but, so that's kind of on hold the moment, but I plan on doing it sometime this summer still because it's still within the time to do it. So I came up with something else because this time of year, everybody's starting to get their get their yards cleaned up and their flower beds prepped for, you know, May flowers and all that. So I'm going to be talking about the Onwick Poison Garden.
0: Okay. What's that? Where's that? What is it?
1: But the Poison Garden is, well, that's why we're all here. Yeah. So you ready to get started then? Yeah. <laughs> we have all heard the saying April showers bring May flowers this proverb is actually longer March winds and April showers bring May flowers and June bugs a period of discomfort or hardship can provide the basis for a period of happiness and joy is what this proverb is basically saying Okay. even through science it shows that this is actually true that April showers bring May flowers. Whereas this time of year, professional gardeners and homeowners are prepping to get ready for this year's landscaping and maintenance, be it your front lawn and flower beds or the 30 acres of your local golf course that you might be in charge of, but in the 42 acres of the on Gardens behind Black Gates during skulls and crossbones with the words, these plants can kill, the level of stress I can only imagine is much higher caring for these plants.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Onwick Poison Garden more than likely was brought to everyone's attention when a meme emerged from a picture of the front gates. When either a Reddit or Tumblr user commented asking if they had a gift shop. The Poison Garden sits inside the Onwick Garden located in Onwick, North, Northumberland, England. The original garden was laid down in 1750 by the first Duke of Northumberland, Hugh Percy. And created by Lancelot Capability Brown, England's greatest gardener of the 19th century. Okay. The third duke of Northumberland of the same name would add his own contributions to the garden bringing seeds from around the world and would actually grow pineapples in the greenhouses in the gardens. In the mid-19th century, Algernon Percy, the fourth duke, would create Italian-style gardens which are enclosed within walls and topiaries and Mm -hmm. fountains. So, like, kind of like the... Gardens of the mansion that are in our scissor's hands, is what I'm thinking of. Or Probably. in Game of Thrones or whatnot. During World War II, the gardens were converted to provide food for the Dig for Victory campaign, where the allied governments encouraged their citizens to supplement their rations and boost morale by planting their own vegetables. And after World War II, these gardens would fall into disrepair and close in the 1950s. Jane Percy, the current Duchess of Northumberland, would revive these gardens in the 1990s, the 1990s after her husband, Ralph George Algaron Percy, the 12th twelfth and current Duke of Northumberland, suggested that she should renovate Onwick Garden. On her first visit, it was just rows of pine trees used to maintain Onwick Castle and other commercial lumber businesses in the area. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it was overgrown and completely abandoned with pottage with abandoned potting sheds and greenhouses. Her husband, the duke, thought maybe she would just plant a few rows of roses and that would be it, but her vision was to turn on garden to be a pleasure garden for the public to come and visit. Jane Percy was somewhat surrounded by controversy for reviving the garden, as she said in an interview. In England, if you're married to a duke and do something on this scale, it's considered overly ambitious for a duchess. <laughs> and the attitude is that you should just stay in your castle. That's fucked. Yeah. And she was, like, also an avid kickboxer, among other things. And so, like, she is very, was very Princess Diana-like, for the most part, from a lot of the things, looking into her backstory. She's like, I mean, she did what she had to be as a duchess, even though she's not, like, the royal family, but just Mm -hmm. below. Uh, Like, reading about her. Trying to find details for this, yeah, it was like it reminded me a lot how Princess Diana was, you know, like doing yeah. the, you know, the relay races at her school, at the grade schools with Prince Harry and his brother, yeah, and stuff like that. After redevelopment and reopening in 2001, the Onwick Gardens sees up to 350,000 visitors a year since its reopening, with multiple phases which includes the world's largest tree house. A miniature golf course with oversized insects that make you feel like you're in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Not to the same scale as that, but they're oversized insects for the most part. Yeah, still, hell no. And they also have the world's largest collection of Japanese cherry trees, with totaling at 326.
0: Oh, I want to go see the Japanese cherry trees.
1: You don't want to go see the poison garden?
0: And the poison garden.
1: (laughs) Bike rumbling, but anyway. Oh. Jane Prissy had the idea originally of an apothecary garden, but after visiting the Medici family's poison garden in Italy, she loved the idea more of gardens of plants that can kill instead of heal. This idea of a poison garden would become more reinforced after she would visit the site of the Saltra Hospital, medieval Scotland's largest uh, ruins for a hospital. Okay. Here she would learn how the use of henbane opium and hemlock would be used to anesthetize amputees during surgery in the 15th century. In an article from the Smithsonian Magazine that I used as a reference for this, she would go on to say, One of the things I hate in this day and age is the standardization of everything. Let's try something really different. So in 2005, the Duchess would open the poison garden. One of the ideas behind the poison garden was more of a way to bring interest in plant life to children as how aspirin comes from bark is boring, but how plants can kill the patient, how the patient dies, and you know, how it would feel like before you die is certainly more interesting.
0: It is. It's only been open since two thousand five. Mm-hmm. I felt like that it's been open way longer That's than that. That's
1: what I thought too when it's first reading into this. Huh. Her only requirement for these plants was that they had to tell a good story. The Poison Garden of Anawick includes over one hundred species of poisonous plants. Some of these plants are phototoxic, which can cause the skin to be burned after the oils are exposed to sunlight, mm. all the way up to the plant that creates the world's most dangerous poison racin.
0: Oh, yeah. Which plant does that?
1: Well, I have a list of those in a minute. Okay. Now, you would think a garden that this, this dangerous would be actually be closed to the public, but it's actually open to the public with strict rules of no touching, no smelling, and keeping a distance from these plants.
0: Huh. I feel like that's a huge fucking liability for that place.
1: Mm, probably not. So if they have the rules stated and they're not complying to it and they go over it in a safety briefing before they enter.
0: Well, yeah. Are they? So do you like, did you find anything stating that they have to like sign a waiver before they go no, in? I cannot find anything. So then it could still be a liability if it's not in writing and they didn't sign it.
1: But also the United Kingdom's not as too happy as the United States is. That's true. They actually do hold tours every day during their regular business hours at 30-minute intervals of during their hours of operation. Uh-huh. And there's it's not an additional cost. You just go up to the gate. And you just wait for the next group to go in, and that's it. No charge to get in. Um, for the normal garden, if yes, there is. But for to get into the poison garden, there's not. It's included already.
0: They're <laughs> like, yeah, we're not gonna charge you because you may die. <laughs> so you know, keep your money. So. so some of the plants
1: that you can actually find inside the poison garden are shockingly are very common plants in the United Kingdom that people have in their own gardens, or they are also known as cottage plants in England as well. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to start going off these plants and some of the things that they can do to you. Okay, go. So, ricin communis, come on. Ricinus communis, I'm going to try and pronounce these scientific names, or the castor bean plant, are also known as the hand of Christ, which is bright red in color and can make harmless castor oil, but in a laboratory setting can produce rice in the world's deadliest poison. (laughs) Atropia belladonna is better known as deadly nightshade. For these berries are actually strong enough to kill a child and women in Italy would actually drip the juices into their eyes causing their pupils to dilate to be more attractive to men and also slowly going blind from this.
0: That just sounds like a stupid thing to do.
1: Well, the Victorians were fucking weird. (laughs) And that's where that came from. Another plant called Laurel is a common hedge plant that produces cyanide gas when it's either cut by hedge trimmers or it's chewed on by plants. So, like, one in the videos that I talked about, one of the head tours, uh, guides and the head gardener was explaining this, that's, like, when this cut it's cut or chewed on, cyanide so, gas is released, really, this is a plant's natural defense against that, so people wouldn't realize this. So they would, like, trim their bushes and stuff them in the, you know, the boot of their car or their trunk oh, here no. in the United States and yeah. fucking basically poison themselves getting rid of these pieces <laughs> of their plants. A common potted plant called bromaxia, Brangmesia, or in An- And the worst part is I have practiced all these fucking names beforehand.
0: You're on the spot now, that's why it's different.
1: Oh, I'm sure that's what it is. Bragmanzia or Angel's Trumpet, which looks like... Kind of like a sort of ye- lily, but it's yellow in color and it's, okay. it's bell-shaped. <clears throat> it's a very common potted plant in the United Kingdom, and Victorian women would actually grow this on their in a pot on their tea table and tap, 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 a little bit of the pollen inside of it to uh, loosen tongues, so to speak.
0: Well, it, mm-hmm. So, you know. Loosen something.
1: Loosen tongues and you know, get all the hot gossip and... <laughs> but, of course, you know, probably in large quantities, it can probably kill you.
0: Probably. So it's like, it's like a, a mild truth serum.
1: Yes, for the most part. Okay. Henbane produces a pungent scent that has caused visitors to the garden to faint, and, ha- and they have up to these three a week. That to a point, Three faintings. Three faintings a week when anybody usually comes in contact, not, well, close proximity, of this plant.
0: Just because of the smell.
1: Mm, they that's what they believe. They haven't pinpoint what happens, but they've kind of pinpoint that after the you know on the tour that after henbane they usually would have somebody faint so they move, put a bench within close proximity of this plant so gotcha. just to be safe about it giant hogweed can grow up to as tall as eight feet and is phototoxic which i mentioned before can cause blisters when it's in sunlight but it also can last up to seven years once these toxins enter your body holy shit yeah um I think we call it here a Queen Anne's lace here in the United States. Those big bunches of yeah. flowers, yeah, It's basically in the same plant family as those.
0: But the, the Queen Anne's lace doesn't do anything to you.
1: Um, I think so. Oh, if I I don't I remember. Used to Maybe I'm wrong. Kick
0: them all the time as it's a kid. It's
1: like from seeing that in the videos, and then that—that's what. It reminded me of was the Queen Anne's lace, the wild, the gotcha. white wildflowers. Yep. the laburnum tree, the second most poisonous tree in the United Kingdom, blooms with yellow flowers in late spring or early summer, and contains a poison known as sistanine, which more than likely is going to kill you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it's if it's in this garden, it's going to kill you, right? Or at least you know, do some damage first.
1: Now, here's one that you might find a little surprising. Rhododendrons, they contain a poison called granex toxin, which attacks your nervous system. And if bees were to make honey from rhododendrons solely, it will actually become red in color instead of the gold color that's usually associated with honey. And it will have hallucinogenic effects, but, you know, large quantities. Oh. It'll kill you.
0: (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Anything in too much of a quantity will kill you.
1: And Helibergis niger, also known as the Christmas rose that is white in color, but contains a cardiotoxin in its roots that's known as helobrine. then it will slow down and stop your heart eventually, and its sap also contains skin irritants. Even <coughs> though that all these plants can kill you inside of the poison garden of Onwick, there are some that can kill you, and then also do produce medicines.
0: So... They can do either or. They can yep. kill you or they can help you. Right? It's like feeling cute might kill you later. <laughs> right?
1: Or is it feel cure might kill you later? Mm-hmm. But anyhow.
0: <laughs> feeling cure. <laughs> is that a feeling cute? Uh huh. Oh my God. You're ye- such a dork.
1: The yew tree, even, it, even though it is the most poisonous tree in the United Kingdom that produces the poison tax nine and that can kill you in up to 20 minutes or less. And it also produces the medication called Taxol that is used in breast cancer treatments. Metals, wheat, and the willow tree can also produce salicylic acid in nature's version of aspirin in small doses. But in larger doses, it will thin your blood and causing internal bleeding.
0: Well, that's what aspirin will do if you take too many aspirin.
1: I'm sure. But that probably takes a lot more than what the tree probably can produce. Maybe. But that's just my guess. Vigna major, or commonly known as periwinkle, which you know it's a blue-colored flower. Mm-hmm. If you eat these, it will lower your blood pressure, causing heart arrhythmia and stop the production of white blood cells. But if you are being treated for leukemia, the flower produces the medications vincristine, vincristine, and videsine.
0: Yep, all that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got some serious mush mouth when it comes to medical names, but <laughs> this is a, you know, the guy that it was in the video if it like we're together his like like super white beard is like mm-hmm. is like that's the guy I want to be my tour because he looks just a fucking badass. But <laughs> we'll have to watch the video later so you yeah. can see it. <clears throat> um these gardeners have to take special precautions when maintaining these plants from anywhere from wearing long Long rubber gloves up to their elbows when dealing with the phototoxic plants like the giant hogsweed, all the way up to Tyvek suits, gloves, and face shields, and sometimes respirators when dealing with some of these plants. I bet. The Onwink Garden has three plants that are considered controlled substances opium, marijuana, and a plant called cat. It It's basically an amphetamine as well. I had okay. never heard of it until now. It's even banned in the United States as like. I never heard of this before. Because, you know, meth. So it could have probably been the thing before. It's like, hey, we're going to super concentrate in a fucking laboratory.
0: <laughs> right. Merka.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the reason they have these three plants is to teach children in drug education on the effects that these three can have because they're like all three class one drugs. So the plants are there, and so they know what these effects can have from these three plants can have on your body in there, mm-hmm. which you know probably can kill you if you <laughs> consume too much. Being if, the poison garden,
0: <laughs> if it's in that garden, it's gonna kill you. <laughs>
1: uh, these plants are kept under cages inside the garden, and the staff with special licensing from the Home Office, which is similar to either the Homeland Security or the Eternal attorney general's office here in the united states okay. it was a toss-up in between either one so i put both in there they have to keep count on how many seeds they have and how many seeds that they plant and how many actually will germinate that season along with photos of them being planted dug up and destroyed at the end of the season and all that has to be filed with the home office once a year at the end of their their season yeah and the head gardener actually would joke at the end of one of these videos that these plants are very fascinating, as they're a good way to get rid of your wife. <laughs> it was it accurate. Was, and it's like so, like because he's standing in front of the big black gates, and and is like, so do you, so do you find these plants fascinating? He's like, yeah, that's, they're a good way to get rid of your wife. Wow, and I'm sure he, if that were to ever happen, he'd be suspect number one. With Hell yeah! Knowledge.
0: Like, wait, let's go count all the leaves that are <clears> missing.
1: Yeah, so. And a lot of it can be seeds because one of these came up, I forgot which plant it was, I forgot to put it in here, but it was, the lady that was known as the curry killer in the United Kingdom used the seeds from one of these common plants that you can get from anywhere from, like, your local garden center and killed her fucking husband with them.
0: <laughs> just going to run to Meyer real quick and, <laughs> yeah, well, Walmart, because Meyer I don't think is a national thing. No. I think it's just up here. We're going to run to the old Wally world and pick up some deadly plants to kill your dad with.
1: Yeah. Even though this is a pretty short episode this time around, more so than the last one, I do have two little fun facts about (laughs) some things. One, about flower, one of the plants that are in there. And one about Unwick Castle itself that you'll be surprised, which you've seen this castle and you probably don't even realize it.
0: Okay, but what do you have? Fun facts. There we go. I didn't know what you were talking about till just now.
1: Okay. Periwinkle's blue flowers are what is referenced in an old wedding poem or Doctor Who fans might recognize. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue.
0: Uh-huh.
1: In which way these flowers are referenced in there is because they would make the bride's garter out of these flowers as a way to enhance the bride's fertility, but as we know, as we've learned today,
0: it can kill you it can kill you if you ingest <laughs> them.
1: So, and this one was a fun one for you. The Anoic Castle was used as a filming location of both the Philosopher's Stone and the Chamber of Secrets.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Aw.
1: Harry and his classmates learned to fly on broomsticks out of the Outer Bailey, which <gasps> is also where Harry learned to play the wizarding sport of Quidditch. That's that castle. Mm-hmm.
0: No way. Now we gotta go. (laughs) I gotta get over my fear of flying. Yep. Now we gotta go. Harry Potter spot and deadly flowers. Yep. Sounds like a (laughs) no-brainer. So I think it's
1: kinda short this week, but it's okay. That was cool. What did he bring everybody something this week? And I just figured the poison garden was a great fit because it's warming up outside and
0: spring sprung it was gorgeous outside today Mm -hmm. hopefully it was where you all are at too but it was almost 70 and pure sunshine
1: and I think it will almost be 80 by the time this episode comes out
0: almost 80 Mm -hmm. oh yeah Friday and Saturday no Thursday Friday Saturday are supposed to be right near 80 and sunshine
1: and of course they don't have that one overhead door working yet now we'll survive for a couple days but anyhow I think it's time we close the Emporium up for the day Sarah what do you think?
0: I agree so until next time remember to creep it real that wasn't a question remember <laughs> to creep it real
1: <laughs> yeah it sounded like Salem was questioning me <laughs> he's end.
0: like the fuck please check out our website at macabre emporium join our Facebook group by searching macabre emporium like and subscribe on youtube at macabre emporium podcast follow us on twitter at macabre emporium and if you have any stories of the paranormal your local true crime or weird history that you would want us to look into and possibly do an episode on email us at macabre at gmail.com remember to follow rate like review and share whenever and wherever you can and help us grow our little baby podcast